Welcome to the Power Word Dumb Podcast, where we focus on the dumb and silly things in D&D while we try and have as much fun as we can. I am James. Oh, I'm Ryan. <laughs> we, talk, we talked about a thing. We did. I, well, I said, I am James, and then you would and say I'm your Ryan. thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I gotcha. And then we we test the peaks on our mic by having Melissa laugh as <laughs> destroys the audience. That is right, folks. Uh, we yeah. do have our special guest, Melissa, back. Uh, once you catch your breath, why don't you say hi, Melissa? Hi, Melissa. Again, so good with directions. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. Melissa, mm-hmm. today we're, we're heading back into our deep dives on our, our character you know, architect series where we're, we're learning about building characters. Yeah, and um, do you want to know something that's dumb? Uh, what what output levels on a microphone? <laughs> What's that, Ryan? It's talking to a therapist about your anger issues. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Why why is that dumb? Because it's mo- so much more fun to get dumb and violent. Oh, well, mm-hmm. that brings us to our sponsor of today's podcast, BetterHelp. <laughs> Don't do that one because they got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, not a sponsor. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Not a, spo- not a good company. Yeah, so we've learned. You know, maybe they'll get better. No. Okay. Well, Don't give not. them a chance to. <laughs> Everyone should go to therapy, though. Therapy is great. Mm, or a gun range. No. Uh, you know what? Or do both. I've been watching <gasps> this new show, Shrinking, on Apple TV Plus, <laughs> uh-huh. about uh, Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford and their, their therapists. And Jason Siegel is, he's having a rough time and he just starts like, like one of his, one of his people has anger issues. So he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take you to uh, like a a Brazilian jujitsu, like kickboxing place so you can get out your anger issues in a safe and controlled space. And then he, you know, almost beats somebody to death. And it's a really fun, funny show. (laughs) It's wait. So Harrison Ford is a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I get like really bad therapist vibes from him. He he's, he would be a terrible therapist. Oh no no no! Watch no. It. Like in 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 real life, Harrison Ford. It, I, I don't Harrison Ford with his earring. Have the, you ever the, noticed that? Like, what up, bitch thing? The, like he has he wears like a like a dangly feathery earring. What? Just I, like I, out and about. I just because I've noticed huh. that. <laughs> Maybe I just erased it from my mind. That's fair. Yeah. So Harrison Ford, not a barbarian. But there's <laughs> <laughs> a fork. Not a barbarian. Not a barbarian. Everyone knows what barbarians are, so we can we can just stop the episode here and move on, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Guys. <laughs> We've all seen He-Man, right? <laughs> um, barbarians are a they're they're a great intro class. They're a great beginner class because you, you know what a barbarian is. It's it's a person, very strong person. Mostly nude and wielding <laughs> some type of sharp weapon or weapons or blunt or blunt. Sometimes yeah, blunt. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, some of the most lethal weapons are blunt. So yeah, I... potatoes, as we saw last week. <laughs> Listen to yesterday's or last week's episode, and you'll get that reference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, have you seen like all of the marketing for like the D and D Instagram stuff? It's just potatoes everywhere. Oh, absolutely. As it should be. There's just potatoes. And also, I was right, plushies. <laughs> that was Fucking. one of my favorite messages I've gotten in the last week. Was just like, called it, and a link to all of the plushies. Owlbear, Displacer Beast, Dragon. The Fat mimic. Dragon. The mim- yeah, it was a mimic one. It was like, <laughs> I was right about the suits going, when they 
plushies. That's right. Yeah, get an elevator plushie. Uh, and it works because I'm definitely going to buy some. I will, I will ridicule you nonstop if I see you with one of those plushies. You sh- do already, so it's not going to change. Okay, touche. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it with a French accent this time. Oh, <laughs> that French is dragon. more motivation. I will punch you a single <laughs> time. <laughs> so, barbarians. Barbarians. Okay, what, do, what, what, what is barbarian to you guys? So, to me, a barbarian is uh, kind of the... I think of like Mr. T in the A-Team. I'm just going to keep up with my old references. Really, really strong. Uh, can take a lot of damage and kind of protect some party members. Um, but not necessarily the smartest. Uh, you know, Mr. T, they could make him go to sleep because he didn't. He wouldn't fly in planes. They would just say midnight. And he'd be like... Grr! And fall asleep. They they program Mr. T to they, fall asleep. I didn't realize that. Yes, to the not racist at all word midnight to the black man on the team. Uh, <laughs> the, the, Melissa's the, not old enough to remember the eighties. No, yikes. no. Yikes. <laughs> okay, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I picture. Like a like a, when I when I picture like a barbarian, mm-hmm. I picture like I said earlier, He Man, just like giant rippling. Muscles on muscles, Always like more Rob Liefeld oil. drew muscles instead of pouches, like for for our comic book character fans. Like yeah, okay. One of the X Men, one of the best representations of uh, Captain America I've ever seen in my entire life. You, you know what I'm referring to? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, Gosh, just like just like giant mm-hmm. Jim Bro, yeah. on top of Jim Bro, but not in like that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I got you, fam. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I don't have like a specific character like that, but it's really the the stereotypical, I pick things up, I put them back down, dumb tank. You know, like... <laughs> I pick things up and put them... <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally it, you know? Like, it's just the, the tank of the party. It's, you know, mm-hmm. mostly... For yeah, why are all barbarians almost naked? I don't. Yeah, that was that was what I was gonna say. Well, the thing I think for barbarians that is a mandatory is a fur, like loincloth. No, not a loincloth. Just like bikini bottom. I mean, like that's 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 there is well, mandatory. No, there is a specific reason well, why yeah, they're mostly I kn- naked. Well, I know that, but like the the need to like they can't just like have normal clothing on. The barbarians' whole theme is that they're reckless, and. Charging into battle naked is rather reckless. I mean, it's historically so, accurate, it's too. It's also... You go back to, like, Vikings and whatnot. A great intimidation tactic, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you get your dick out, people don't want to fight you. <laughs> Actually, I know I, I did that once in college. Had your dick out while you No, fought? no, not that. Uh, there was a, Charged there was, into battle with your dick out? There was, there was a guy who was trying to start a fight with me at a bar. And, and you took your dick out. N- not fully. On guard! <laughs> 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 it was a short battle. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was an average length battle. <laughs> so, no, this guy was like, let's fight. And I was like, all right, let's go. What are we going to do? He's like, we're going to fight. I was like, we're going to fight? Sweet, I'm taking off my clothes. And he's like, what? And I just started, like, I pulled off my shirt. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I fight naked. Yeah, and then I'm going to kiss you and then, and then he's like... Dude, that's weird. And I was like, I don't care if it's weird or not. That's how I do it. And I like started undoing my belt, and the guy was like, forget it, whatever. And then he left. So I call that a win. I don't feel like things would go my, that way if, if, if it was me. I'm not going to lie. That's fair. <laughs> 
I would get the exact opposite. Right? I want to go back to the barbarian club. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So, Thank you. Can we go home now? <laughs> at level one barbarian. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, so the first, at level Reckless. one barbarian, barbarians get rage. So right. that, that's their whole shtick is they get mad, they get strong. Yeah. Um, whenever they rage, uh, it's 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 a bonus action. And then they get other benefits like advantage on strength checks and stuff like that. And you also mm-hmm. get you also get increased damage. Now, how is the increased damage calculated? I have no fucking clue. I was trying to be like, hey, maybe there's like a cool thing I can let people know so they don't have to reference what's my what's my plus damage thing every single yeah. time I attack. And I was like, okay, maybe it's this and this and that. I'm just looking at the thing and it's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> None of these numbers make sense. So usually it's like a plus two starting out. So you'll add. Your weapon attack, attack bonus, and then your rage bonus, which is usually a plus two, plus three, or plus four. So they do a lot of damage on, like, just attacking. Yeah. That's, and that's what they are. So, um, the, I mean, the main thing to note is that it's the bonus action. So some people have, like, some barbarian classes, subclasses have, like, other things they can do on a bonus action. On that first turn, mm-hmm. you're using your bonus action to rage. Right. Then you could do your subsequent stuff. So that's one thing to keep in mind whenever you're thinking about it. Yeah. All right. Does that make does the rage mechanic make sense? It, I mean, it's a stupid question, I know, but did you have any questions on the rage or anything? No, I pretty self explanatory. Yeah, I think right that now. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just kind of, uh, yeah, get mad and then get glad because you have you know more more damage. Some depending on your build, maybe you have more hit points. Mm-hmm. So level two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think honestly, the rage is synonymous with barbarian too. Like yeah. it, it just goes together. Yeah. You know what? Just just for that, I'm gonna have my bard go into a rage during our next session. Okay. Please <laughs> like, do. I'm gonna I, I go into a rage. Okay. I'm just gonna see what happens. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's, it's everyone's just gonna stop and look at you. Going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why is his face getting really red? He just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm gonna turn your flu. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dude, that'd, be a, that'd be a funny character, a, a like a multi-class bard and uh, barbarian. <laughs> the opposite end of the spectrum. He just I, duels flutes. I've, I've, I have built this in my head. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> All right, so the next thing that they get, um, uh, also at level one, they get the unarmored defense. Your statement, hey, why are barbarians mostly naked? It's because you get, you actually lose AC if you're in armor. Yeah. Um, because it's your dexterity plus your constitution modifier plus 10 is your AC. You really don't need to worry about AC that much as a barbarian because the like you have the highest hit the health highest health pool, you're gonna get hit a lot. Because the next thing you can do is reckless attack. Yeah. Which not which not a lot of barbarians do. None none of the barbarians in our game reckless attack. And I don't know why. I would. Yeah. I, I really should. I, I really should actually play a barbarian. As somebody mm-hmm. who who is fairly new, like mm-hmm. I've only played in a couple of campaigns. I I'm always hesitant to do anything that could negatively anything affect me mm-hmm. because I've wah, wah. <laughs> um no like but like any anything that I because. I don't know if it's just because I haven't played enough or maybe I haven't like set my dice out on the windowsill during a full moon <laughs> or or rolled them 47 trillion times like I Melissa has. I don't know has. what you're talking about. I, it's not healthy. 
I, it is. It works. I it, rolled so well last week. I don't. <laughs> I don't roll well. Uh, and as you may remember from our, uh, our, our first combat, <laughs> from, our, from our first combat that we had with the artificers, uh, artificers. Anywho, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I'm always hesitant to do anything that could negatively affect me because in my head, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. So the thing with reckless attack is. You have to claim reckless attack before you swing. You say, I'm attacking recklessly, and then you roll advantage on your attack. Mm-hmm. But every attack against you, I think it's melee attack. Uh, fill the void yes. in my, it is, okay. So any melee attack against you is also at advantage. It just says attack rolls. Attack rolls. Yeah, that it makes gives it. you advantage on melee weapon attacks, but attack rolls against you have advantage until okay. your next turn. So both range. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And the other caveat is it has to be with a strength-based weapon. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you can build a dexterity uh, barbarian, um, but you just can't reckless attack, which is which is fine. Yeah. 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 You just you have higher AC. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I've, I've never seen anyone play a Dex bar or a Barbarian. I think that's Brock Lesnar. Elaborate. The, like the wrestler slash UFC fighter mm-hmm. who he's just, he looks like a Barbarian. He's mm-hmm. just this giant jacked guy with like the, the little bitty strip of hair on top that's bra- pulled back into a little braid. Mm-hmm. Has a tattoo of a sword on his chest. Okay. I know and he moves around. Like, yeah, Melissa's pulled up some pictures there. He moves around the ring like he weighs Why is his dick out in that pounds. picture? Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have Googled that one. Because, <laughs> oh, no, Melissa, you Googled Brock Lesnar dick. Um, oh, I meant to type yeah. in. Oh, he's got a sword tattoo on his dick, too. That's <laughs> it's, it's more of a dagger. Um, <laughs> oh, don't come after me, Brock. Please, 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 please. please. Um, no, that's just because it's softer, the picture. <laughs> Yeah, remember, uh, Brock. It's like, it's like remember Brock, he's going to take his clothes off to fight you. It's like, it's, right. <laughs> it's, it's like that battle axe in the D&D movie. Just, oh, he extended, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but no, he, he moves around like he, he's like one of these little like luchador Mexican wrestlers that like flip off the ropes and stuff. He's just incredibly agile. I love that common misconception of like people who are muscly. They're like, oh, they're probably slow. It's like, no, dude, there's a fucking ton of power. A lot of these guys have like bodybuilder muscles. So they look like super jacked, but they're not practical muscles. (laughs) I've seen a lot of bodybuilders that couldn't like scratch their own back because they had built their muscles up in a way that looks really good on stage, Mm -hmm. but they're not functional like I can do anything with these muscles really. Okay. Like if you if you look at like this if you look at the strongman competitions, those guys don't look like bodybuilders. Those guys look like me. Mm-hmm. They're just big boys. Yeah, they're fat with power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm fat. Mm-hmm. With power. power. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh did you ever play the uh the new God of War game? Or did uh, you see anything about it? I, I have seen some like people do playthroughs. So I'm at that age. So I'm, <laughs> I mean, watch people play video games because I'm not good enough at them. <laughs> I was sitting there, I was I was painting miniatures as I was list- watching someone else play it. I was like, <laughs> I got too much shit to do. That's the issue. Right? <laughs> um, like so, Thor in the game is is he's fat with power. He's a chonky boy. He's, yeah, and that's that's really how it is. But um, what the fuck was the original point we were getting at? Dex barbarian. Dex barbarian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But like, um, I, I, I'd want to try one out, but I don't think I'd want to be like play it over a long term campaign. Yeah, I don't know because it just, I guess it goes against the identity of the class. It's like I don't know. 
Yeah. yeah, it's whatever. It is what it is. You want to stick in those stereotypes? Fuck yeah. Stereotypes are great. <laughs> stereotypes are just for a reason. God. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I'm just a guest on this, uh, you know, canceled uh, podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. All we do is we swing full red pill. We're good. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You take the blue pill, that takes you from a dagger to a sword. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a Viagra pill. That's right. That's I got, right. I got you. If this podcast lasts longer than four hours, please seek medical attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to you don't, you don't, listening to us for four hours. You don't want to know the solution to that problem. <laughs> okay. Um, subclasses, level three. Yeah. So, this, this is the fun stuff. So the thing with barbarians is they're very simple. They're great for, like, if you're first starting, starting out D&D, barbarians are a really good way to go. Fighter's another one, but there's, there's more intricacies in the fighter than there are the barbarian. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it's a really good way. Hey, if you're DMing a bunch of people who are first time playing, be like, why don't you guys all play Barbarian? Just have a Barbarian campaign. That'd be fun <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> oh. That'd be fun as fuck. <laughs> I'm thinking about the Barbarians that we have in our campaign. It yeah. would be chaos. It would, it would be so much fun. <laughs> so, you know what? You know what? You've said that. What's up? You've, you've said the Barbarian campaign. The next time we level up, I think we all just take one level of Barbarian. <laughs> Everyone gets rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would okay. be amazing so one of the things about rage is you can't spell cast when you have it that's fair so you, you can't concentrate Aww. on spells and you can't spell cast that's one thing we skipped over so that would that mm-hmm. would be fun. Oh, but my little my yeah. little lisp character with rage would be great <laughs> I'm gonna whoop your ass <laughs> I'm going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> that was a better example than mine. <laughs> so getting into the subclasses, um, I guess just starting alphabetically, did you guys read all the subclasses? Mm-hmm. I did. You did? I did. Okay. Did I, didn't I just read, read the subclasses? I started making seven characters. I don't know what you're talking Can about. Can I tell you, I didn't just listen. I did the old man thing, and I pulled up YouTube videos and listened to people talk about them. Oh, there's, you know, there's something, you know, listening to, to people talk about it, but also reading reading it and everything on your oh, own. Oh, absolutely. And come your own conclusions. But, mm-hmm. I mean, having said that, you you cued me on the uh, the uh, homunculus thing last episode. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, you know, I guess yeah. I should... It's touche on that one. Okay. Why don't you guys... Give me your favorite. Give me your give me your favorite. James, you start first. Oh. Um, if I had to... If, I'm I'm a little partial mm-hmm. to the, the Path of the Beast. Okay. Uh, because that was that was the first barbarian that I got to play. Yeah. I, I chose that, and I really enjoyed the different options I had for attack. Um, we didn't take it too far into the campaign uh, where I I got to like get to the super high levels where you know, I could do some other things, but uh, I, I just had a lot of fun with it. You know, you get to choose between uh, bite or claw or tail attacks, and they all have their advantages as to what what type of situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was just kind of that's probably my favorite. I know I don't I don't know that I'd say it's the best, but if, if we're rating them, mm-hmm. but I'd say that's probably my favorite. I'm not a fan of like rating subclasses like, "Oh, this is an S tier, this is an A tier" because I mean, the way D&D plays out, just play where the fuck you want. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, I don't know how to I don't know how to get this thought cuz the character is as good as the campaign is pretty much. Right. All right. So if you like it, I think the Path of the Beast is really good because it's very thematic. Mm-hmm. Basically, the concept of the subclass is you get mad and you get furry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you become, <laughs> you, you be, no, you become a furry. 
You don't have to become I love, a furry. Oh my god, I just thought of an idea of a person going, Urgh, I get mad, and they take out a fursuit, and they start turning around, <laughs> I'm getting mad. Would that count as armor, though? I, nope. I picture that Oh, as, so clothing does, but that I doesn't. I picture that as like Mario's tanuki suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the little raccoon tail. Yeah. <laughs> if you put shoulder pads on the fursuit, <laughs> then it's armor. It's a me, and yeah. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, whenever you rage, you uh, each time you rage, you can pick out an animal quality. Starting at level three, you can pick out claws, a bite, or a tail attack. And mm-hmm. they each give you different things. The claws let you attack an additional time. The bite gives you... The bite one's a little bit... Bite you is give up bite bonus 1d8 attack. piercing damage on a hit, mm-hmm. and you regain HP equal to your proficiency bonus on each turn if you have less than half of your total HP. If you have less than that half is correct. the target. Okay. So that's that's cool. Uh, but then also the tail is you get like a reach. You get a 10-foot reach. The tail is probably my favorite because it's, mm-hmm. it's d8 uh, piercing damage, and... If a creature you can see within 10 feet of you hits you with an attack roll, you can use your reaction to swipe your tail and a roll, roll a d8, applying a bonus to your AC equal to the number rolled and potentially cause the attack to miss you. Mm-hmm. So you like sweep the leg, yeah. basically. Yeah. I, I think claws are my favorite. Having, having increased AC on in, in a, in a barbarian is cool. I just think thematically, the just, rip, just ripping and tearing uh, yeah. as a barbarian is really cool. And so whenever you dual wield as a barbarian, or so whenever you dual wield in D&D, you don't get your atta- or damage modifier applied to your offhand attacks unless you have a feat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you still get your rage damage. Yeah. Right. So you still, you're still getting your, your subsequent things with that. And the more you get the hit, the more, more pluses you get. So mm-hmm. I just think it's really cool because... You're almost like a pseudo werewolf, a little. Oh, bit. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that was one of the things that I had trouble with when I first started playing as a barbarian. Mm-hmm. Is I got to this point and I was like, all right, what do I want to do? Bite attack, claw attack. And as a new player, the first thing I looked at was, oh, claw attack one d six damage, bite attack and tail attack one d eight. I'm like, oh. So immediately I was like, all right, claw attacks off the table because mm-hmm. I didn't read. <laughs> further to be like, oh, you get an additional attack. Yeah. So, but even even when you're looking at dice, so the average damage of a d6 is three. Right. The average damage of a d4 or a d8 is four. Mm-hmm. So there's really not that big of a difference in yeah. the damage. Well, I mean, I interrupted your line of thought. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, that was that was pretty much the end of the mm-hmm. line of thought. You just you just jumped <laughs> in at the end. Um, it is it is good to mention uh, that each time you rage, you get to pick whatever quality. So you're not locked in to whatever thing. As soon as you like hit that level three, it's like this is each time you rage, you get to choose what you right. want. Mm-hmm. So you which get to you would right. be locked in if you did like the totem warrior. Yeah, which. I guess we can get it. Is, is, which, no, that wasn't, favorite? that wasn't, I mean, okay. that's one that I do really like. It's actually the, um, I played a barbarian for one shot and that's what I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the absolute chaos of wild magic. So that's I would. Zero surprise that this is. <laughs> <laughs> zero surprise. Um, so I would, I would, I like the path of the wild magic, but I also do like, well, I really like the Battle Rager is literally translated to Axe Idiot, but yep. uh, Wild Magic is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you the, know, the, I've been introduced both times uh-huh. as someone that follows directions really well, and I really don't follow directions very well at all. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, 
tell me about your favorite one. Tell me about the path of wild magic. Explain explain to me what it is. So I really the one thing that I really like is with all things that are wild magic, you have um, there's usually one table that you you have this effect that happens and you don't really know exactly what what's going to come of it. So there's a table for it's the wild surge that you get at third level. And you roll a D8, and depending on what you roll determines what happens. So, like, if you roll one, shadowy tendrils lash around you. Each creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet must succeed a con save or take 1D12 necrotic damage. You also gain 1D12 temporary hit points. Mm -hmm. And I just love that there's so many different ways. Like, that's just one option. There are seven more. And I love that. I think that that's just, like, so much fun because I... Well, these aren't really... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. They're not really options. It's 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 a chance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's still... I mean... If that happens, it, they're all options. You're yeah. going to get one of them. Rolling a D8, you're going to get just, one. I just didn't want people thinking that they can choose. Fair. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I really do like that because I think one thing that I really like about D&D overall is, you know, I was a theater kid and I did, I'm super nerd alert. I was in an improv troupe and um, I, did you not know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We were called Sparks of Insanity. Um <laughs> Um, so I really like that because you really take, like, you can kind of have a plan of what's going to happen as a character when you're like doing, like taking actions during, you know, like combat or whatever. But this really keeps you on your toes, not only for like whatever, what, like you're reacting to everyone else, but like what's happening in your own character. Mm -hmm. And I really like that just because I think that it's a lot more fun. I will say. That was something you brought up is that with wild magic, technically, according to the rules, that is something that is a random. It's a roll of the dice. Mm -hmm. That being said, D&D is a really fun game that the DM kind of gets to choose what rules to pick and follow. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, like, if you had a campaign, uh, one of my daughter's friends uh, reached out to me the other day and was like, hey, I know you have a D&D podcast. Uh, I'm... Some of my friends have wanted to start playing a game, and I said I would DM for them, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you give me some pointers on how to DM? And I had to say, oh, honey, sweetie, boo-boo bear. Uh, I also have never DM'd. Um, so uh, I can give you some pointers. I, I pointed her to some reference materials, um, watching some Critical Role or watching uh, some Dimension 20 content with Brendan Lee Mulligan, because uh, he's... Apart from Ryan, probably one of my favorite DMs that I've watched play. Um, and hold on, me. let me just let me get that brown off your. Yeah, nose that's right fine. There. That's hold fine. On. Yeah, that's fine. But you're just jealous that he's tallying up advantages. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should start doing it. Too. Thank you very much. <laughs> nope. <coughs> nope. But okay, the, disadvantage. But if, <laughs> if you were if you were with a a group of people, none of which you have ever played. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of those things that maybe you might be like, all right, well, for the first few levels, maybe. We let you pick this, you know. I don't know. No, I just a thought. Uh, I would say, honestly, that's the best place to be at. No one has no idea what they're doing. Then you could, <laughs> all you got to do is be good at bullshitting. Oh yeah, <laughs> fake you, it till you make you it. You have to. All you need is a basic understanding of what each thing is, and then go from there. Yeah. Have have understand your story and everything is what I what I tell her. Hey. 
if you have if you have any questions, just get get the basics down. Get the very basics down, and then just fucking wing it from there. You know, don't get lost in the sauce with the you know the mechanics. Yeah. All right. Because well, that is having, so easy to do. Yeah. Now have, going back to what you said. Letting it be random is better because it eliminates that analysis paralysis kind of thing. That's yeah. when someone's when someone's looking at that because there's eight possible totals and then so eight possible totals and then there's three sentences per total or mm-hmm. so they have to read each memorize, you know just just to leave it to that randomness. That's fair. Yeah. I do say I will say they're all positive. Yeah. Out of all eight choices, they're yeah. all positive. There's not going to be any negative effect. Not like the wild magic sorcerer. Who how you have a chance of doing terrible things to your party. Which I also love. Which is fantastic. <laughs> but this one in particular, it, it's very it's very beginner friendly. Yeah. You you roll it, something good's gonna happen. Sweet. Yeah, so. they are really all positive. You really can't mm-hmm. can't go wrong with them. It's just it, it really it's more of like a flavor thing, to be honest. Because I mean they they all do they're all positive. So you're all you're each one is going to be doing something that you want to happen, but it just kind of changes how it's done. Well, no, I mean the mechanics no, still are different, but Well, okay, so there's one that lets you throw your weapon and it returns to you. So it's not really flavor. That that that's that's a that's a new way of yeah. doing things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'd say. Yeah. It's 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 a fun class. I mean, this this is the class that, that I played in, in our friends' game. Yeah. All um, right. Well, uh, Maggie, uh, just um, Maggie? you know, yeah, Who that's, the that's her friend. Oh, my, my daughter's oh, friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, just we didn't don't... have the name before. Yeah, so that's why we were confused. Maggie? Yeah. Well, I was talking to Maggie. Oh God, Maggie, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, How'd you get behind me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, just uh, don't tell your mom that we said get good at bullshitting and uh, just play some D and D. No, It'll tell be your fun. mom. Tell your mom, say, guess what I learned? I learned how to bullshit. Can I tell you? I know her, Mom. You don't want to get on the wrong side of Mom. You don't know that. Oh, I do. You, <laughs> you, you don't know my kinks, my guy. No, I'm sure. Wow. Uh, so getting back onto it. Uh, what's her name again? Maggie. Maggie, have your mother call me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Maggie, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my favorite is, is you, you actually touched on it, is the Battle Rager. Uh, and the reason I love Axe it, idiot. yeah. So it is the um, the the thing with the uh, the battle rager is per rules is written, but you can talk to your DM about this and you can change this up. Per oh, the so lore, now he wants to change the rules. Oh. No, no, they specifically mentioned this in the book. <laughs> I would say no to it because I love I love the restriction that they impose on the subclass, and that's dwarf only. Uh huh. So, this is one that I was looking at making. So basically what happens is the Battle Rager is a basically a spiky boy. Mm-hmm. You have sharp objects all over you. A porcupine. Yeah, yep. porcupine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A little Sonic the Hedgehog guy, yeah. <laughs> you you take this subclass and you get access to something called spike armor. Now this is a medium armor. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you equip this, you lose your unarmored defense. So you that that is something worth noting. But you basically get your bonus attack to Stab people with your armor. Body slam. Yeah, body slam. Hurdy hugs. Hurdy hugs, yeah. <laughs> Bad touches. <laughs> oh, God, that's something very different. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so I love, um, I just love the, the, the main thing that drew me to this subclass is the thematics behind it because, hey, there's not many subclasses that have a race restriction attached yeah. to them. Yeah. I can think of two the Blade Dancer. For the for wizards and this class mm-hmm. or subclass, 
and I think that's I think that's really cool and unique. Yeah, and that's what kind of locked me into this one right here. So, um, and that's pretty much it. It's pretty simple. You just have thumbtacks all over you. You use those to stab people. I know. I know. It's not. We're talking about mostly like level three, but that was one of the things I liked about the the Battle Ranger was uh, it gets a bonus bonus action dash at level ten. Mm-hmm. So if you are jumping up and getting in the middle, you can then also kind of work your way out if need be. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that can really affect barbarians. So barbarians get increased mobility as they level up. They get increased movement speed. Um, they can still get kind of cucked a little bit by the movement. Mm-hmm. So they could say, oh, I moved 40 feet. Okay, well, you're still 10 feet away. Fuck. Yep. I throw a rock. Like, so <laughs> um, having having that increased mobility on a barbarian is very, very, very useful. Yeah. 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 So now starting back at the top of the ones that aren't our favorite, doesn't mean they're bad. Nope. No. It just each of the subclasses plays into a different role thematically. Well, yeah, like I said, I've started making seven characters. There are what, seven? You yeah. have a you have a problem. I, um, I know. Uh, the first one is the Path of the Astral uh, Ancestral Anc- Protector, excuse me. Guardian. What? Guardian? Mm-hmm. Ancestral Guardian, yeah. Whatever. This is the gang violence subclass. <laughs> 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 Basically, um, why don't you tell me about it, James? Did you did you know about? Yeah, this I, I, I did my research. I got what you. Found? Think I walk in there without knowing anything like I did last time. Uh, <laughs> kind of upsetting. And by by I did, did like his the... research like me, you have uh, you have it pulled up on your computer. Of course, I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, no, uh, past the ancestral guardian. Um, <laughs> basically, what I have written down here is you are a human shield. Yes. Uh, so with Ancestral Protector, so whenever you're raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of warriors. Like a ancestral, like you could flavor it, I guess, however you want. But they're like, they're like ghost daddies. Yep. <laughs> they're all they're all clad in leather. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're, they're, think of like a leather daddy, but in like white bed sheets. Like it's what? Just, what are they ghost? Yeah, they're ghost daddies. <laughs> they're ghost daddies. Um, yeah, but um, sorry, I've got to pull it up here. I, I mean, no, I don't. No. <laughs> uh, but they become the target of warriors, which hinders its attacks until the start of your next turn. That target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you. Yeah. So it just focuses all of that person's attacks to you, basically, mm-hmm. unless they have like an insane. Uh, you know, ability to roll and yeah, but like still, di- like technically, if anything is rolled at disadvantage, someone did some math one time. It's like a negative five to yeah. a roll. Yeah, and an advantage is like a plus five to a roll. So um, getting disadvantage on something is pretty big. So basically, this is just the the whole theme of this subclass is you summoned a bunch of ghost leather daddies to basically hinder and uh, hinder your enemies and protect your allies. Yeah. So it's really cool. So basically, whenever you rage. Um, they come out of the bushes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we hit the party. Oh, Yeah. Just a bunch of ghosts just casually chilling in the bushes yeah. wherever you go. Be like, Abu, is it time? Hello, Can my I name come is, out now? My name is Dita, and this is my cousin Unz, and my other cousin Unz. Unz and Unz. Oh, God. <laughs> 
So, um, guys, those of you who have been here since the beginning of the podcast, eventually I'm going to get to DM and I'm just going to go back and steal all of the little characters that we've created through this podcast <laughs> and throw them into a campaign. And it's going to be glorious. Uh, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> so next, uh, I've got Path of the Berserker. Melissa, do you want to take that one away? Kind of explain. Um, this is this is one of the OG subclasses. This is from the, the SRD, the, the standard resource guy. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I got you, fam. Um, I think honestly, this is this is what everyone thinks of when they think of a barbarian, pretty much like the you know the frenzy and the mindless rage that you can have, like all of the the really really reckless things that you can do are channeled into this. So I like the the description of like rage being a means to an end, and that end being violence. <laughs> Delicious, um, delicious violence. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like, like uh, fury, slick with blood. Like it's just such a, it, like the description itself just paints such a picture of the violence and craziness that you can, you know, unleash as a, a barbarian in this path. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the the frenzy rage um, is. During your rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack uh, as a bonus action, Mm -hmm. which is great because that's another attack. Uh, (laughs) And that's the main objective as a barbarian. One more is extra. Mm, I'm pretty sure that's. I did some math. That's an an extra one. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Let me do my calculations. I'm looking at my fingers. He's counting. Math checks out. Awesome. Uh Thanks, man. I'm good at math, guys. (laughs) Um. But something to think about is that, you know, you, after that, like, you do get a level of exhaustion. So it's not something that, like, you just have to think about, like, in the heat of the moment. You do have to think ahead of What? Why are you listening? No, no, I'm listening. Um, Thinking in Barbarian? Mm-mm. Nope, don't do it. <laughs> Frenzy all the time. Um, Any social encounter, frenzy rage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're just going to be real tired all the time. It, I mean, it's like, there's six levels of exhaustion before you die. You're fine. Well, and that all goes down to your your campaign's play style, your mm-hmm. DM's play style. If if your DM is the type of person who's like, we're like we talked about it one time, a, a group that had like a hardcore mode where like they they fell down a mine shaft three hundred feet and died. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if you're Said in a campaign mode, like, I thought we were going back to the leather daddies. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, but like if you're playing in a campaign where every single time you are turning a corner, you're facing a new group of big bads, Mm -hmm. then those levels of exhaustion can add up fairly quickly. Real quick. Um, Yeah, they can. But but for most average campaigns, I would say, like you were saying, it's not a huge deal. You got six levels of exhaustion before you die. Yeah. So one thing to state is that just because you're the path of the berserker doesn't automatically mean you go into the frenzied rage. You can choose between rage and frenzied rage. Yes. So... That is one thing to yeah. note. Um, I think a lot of people. I don't want to. I don't want to dissuade anyone from picking this class. A lot of people are down on this subclass a little bit. Really? Yeah. A lot of people are, aren't big fans of it, um, and it's because of the exhaustion. The yeah. F- I think at level two, exhaustion is when you kind of start getting getting. I think the second level of exhaustion is your movement speed is half. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but the first level of exhaustion is really not that bad. It's no. like disadvantage on ability checks yeah. or something like that. So, well, and I think, I think I, it gets a bad rap. Yeah, and with that, I mean, looking at it, the mindless rage is something that I think 
for me kind of is more important than the frenzy because the worst thing that could happen is well before we get into what is the mindless rage i'm getting there i know but we'll explain it before you go into detail of it so at sixth level you can't be charmed or frightened while raging Mm -hmm. um if you are charmed or frightened when you enter your rage the effect is suspended for the duration of the rage and one of the worst things that could happen as a squishy character which i tend to play uh, is having the barbarian in your party turn against you because um, you're depending on that person because you have like 10 hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that just be something that just can't happen uh, is so helpful for for a party overall, like not losing that tank. And that's just such, it's another thing that just makes it so difficult because you don't want to hurt a member of your party I mean, sometimes. I mean, you know. <laughs> I got I got yelled at by Ryan for that the I other didn't yell. I just said no PvP. <laughs> um, but no, I think that that's something that's that's super super helpful. That you know, especially depending on yeah. what your big bad is, like what you're fighting, like oh, yeah. it, it could be you know invaluable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, typically uh, most barbarians are going to tank their intelligence and their wisdom and their charisma scores, and they're saved specifically there. Like um, the charm person, I'm pretty sure that's a charisma saving throw. Yeah. I think um, so so bar- most most barbarians are going to fail that. So, you know, um, I think that's a I think it's a ability a lot of people sleep on. So Ryan, mm-hmm. we got two left. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, which one would you like to talk about? I'll do. I'll do the storm herald. Okay. Am I missing one? Is no. it two? No, there we got two. three. We got three. Oh, there are three? Yeah, there, yeah Totem there's... Warrior, yeah. Zealot. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah. we touched on Totem Warrior, and so I had, I mm-hmm. had already, in yeah. my head, I was like, oh, we already talked about it. Sorry. Okay. My I'll fault. Do, <laughs> I'll do the Storm, uh, the Storm Herald. So what this one is, is um, I've got little, like, little tiny notes next to each subclass on what they are. Uh like the head of the gang violence for the ancestral guardians one. <laughs> this one I have is hot, wet, and cold boys. Uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. At, I think I met them at the leather daddy club. <laughs> uh, basically, whenever you rage, you choose one environmental effect, and uh, that environmental effect uh, radiates ten feet from you. Those who are behind full cover aren't affected by this radius. So, if they're under a blanket, no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Technically, per rules, I yeah. Mean, yeah, technically. No, I wouldn't. I would, that was I was I was listening to somebody talking about full cover versus three quarter cover and mm-hmm. all of this and like the differences and how full cover is full cover. It's basically like you took a, a cloche, like a dome, mm-hmm. and put it over that person. In the in the language of D and D, that's basically they're completely covered. Yeah. There's there's no way for anything to see yeah. or mm-hmm. affect unless it's you know. It's it's used in, in a lot of contexts. It's like if you're standing next to a wall, and let's say there's five feet of wall in between you and a target, mm-hmm. just because you have a 10-foot radius, technically it could reach them, but hey, there's a wall there, so it doesn't penetrate the right. wall kind of deal. So that's that's the reason for that. Yeah. Um, so And that's pretty much it. Whatever, whenever you go and, and you, you choose from like uh, tundra, desert, and sea, I think it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they each have they each have different things. Um, I think in the desert one, they just take like anyone in your aura takes two damage, mm-hmm. and it goes mm-hmm. up. So it's it's kind of cool. It's very thematic and everything like that. And the thing I like about the Storm Herald is that you're not locked in. Yeah. With that choice, you can change that every time you level up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was. Was good. it every time you level up? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Every time you gain a level in that class. So I guess if you multi-classed and you took a level of barbarian, say, Mm -hmm. then you wouldn't necessarily get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd say you'd probably probably pick one and just stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because, I mean, it's... Unless you're like theming yourself around a, um, what's one of the, um, one of the, the 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 elves that like turn into like spring, autumn, winter, or whatever. Aladrins. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at you go. Mm, I learned things. He's played several Aladrins. <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. <laughs> um, so maybe you can like mix that in with the thematically, but typically you're, like you're gonna pick like one element. Like I was I was a barbarian and I was raised in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fair. So you would choose the sea. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beach day. (laughs) Summer blowout. (laughs) All right. What do you, what do you got, James? So, uh, if we're good, if we're going in rows, Melissa did mention that she liked the totem warriors. So Melissa said she liked every single one. That's fair. I like all of them. She didn't mention one though. She didn't mention the zealot. You want That's, to do that one? That was the one I was kind of leaning towards was zealot. I was going to save Total Boy for Melissa. Okay, thanks. Uh, so it's basically uh, the one of the things that we talked about last episode was that you were upset in the spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. That you were upset that the uh, the paladin didn't have a divine smite mm-hmm. in the D&D movie. Uh, this is kind of like Paladin barbarian, you're yeah, like the warrior of yeah. the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, I get mad for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that just Christians? I don't think too much about it. Yeah, uh, probably. Not. Yeah. I don't know. I just said it. <laughs> Sometimes I just say things too. That's fine. The silence was deafening. Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue to say things. Guess who gets to edit this podcast? <laughs> um, so basically, at third level, your soul is marked for endless battle. That sounds uh, exhausting. I know, right? Uh, well, it, it, trust me, that plays into it. Uh, if a spell such as Raise Dead has the sole effect of restoring you to life, but not undeath, a caster doesn't need material components to cast that spell on you. So if you fall in battle and somebody has, you know, a totem of uh, reawakening or whatever it was in the movie. They get hard again. Yeah, they get hard again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a sweater you wear. Yeah, like a cardigan. They get hard again. <laughs> it's a cardigan made of stone. With nipples cut <laughs> Um, but that's how it doesn't count as armor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as I can see your nipples, it's not armor. Uh, you also get uh, armor of nipple showing. <laughs> you also get divine fury. It goes goes back to your pointy boy earlier. <laughs> Spiky boy. <laughs> so you get divine fury. we're talking about the battle rager, not the nipples. <laughs> so uh, you get divine fury. So starting when you choose this path at third level, you can channel Divine Fury into your weapon strikes. While you're raging, the first creature you hit on each of your turns with a weapon attack takes extra damage equal to 1d6 plus half your Barbarian level. And the extra damage is Necrotic or Radiant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you choose the type of damage whenever you gain this feature. So if, if Pro you're... tip, choose Radiant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. Most things are resistant to necrotic. Yeah, yeah. it's. I, yeah. I've noticed that because I, I pick something that's like, ooh, necrotic damage, and like, oh, I'm resistant. Shit. Well, I mean, necrotic is mostly evil. Yeah, you, you know. know. Then at uh, sixth level, this was the thing that I liked. Uh, you can re-roll a failed saving throw, which I thought was kind of a cool little thing that none of the others have. Yeah. Uh, and then at tenth level, you get this really cool thing where you can scream so loud. 
that 10 allies within a 60-foot radius gain advantage on all attack rolls and saving throws until your next turn. <laughs> it's the way, the way I think of it. If, if, have you watched Ted Lasso? You're a few years behind, if yeah. not. We're going to catch you up, though. Yeah, you definitely need to. Uh, there's a character, Roy Kent, mm-hmm. and he's this. He's an, uh, the first season he's playing. After that, he's he retires and he's a coach. But he's just an angry soccer player. And so like all of the players that are younger guys, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And then Roy walks in. He's like, hey, shut the fuck up. And this is what we're going to fucking do. And if you don't fucking do it, then I'm going to kill every single fucking one of you. That seems very healthy. Right? But they then they go on and they win. And uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. it, it works. Maintain the team through sheer terror. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what you're doing with <laughs> with this ability. Um, but my favorite ability that party would turn on you so fast <laughs> hey as long yeah, as as long know, as we're winning I'll do whatever I gotta do we should probably kill the barbarian in his sleep if he's threatening to kill us all uh, you know. what happens if we perform poorly he might actually do it <laughs> hey I don't think you'd let it happen you're but, goddamn right I would <laughs> to, to be fair in the show he also has a thing where like this kid, uh, he he's, he says in front of this kid that he pooped his pants, mm-hmm. and the kid says, "I poop my pants," and he's like, "Well, let's let's try not to do that. If if I can try not to, you can try not to too, right?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I could be tough like Roy Kent." He's like, "Good lad." Then they move on. <laughs> How many times have you watched that show? So many times. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing about the Zealot, uh, the Path of the Zealot is Rage Beyond Death. Mm -hmm. So at level Mm -hmm. 14, you have the divine power that fuels your rage and it allows you to shrug off fatal blows. So while you're raging, having zero hit points does not knock you unconscious. Mm -hmm. You still must make death-saving throws and you suffer the normal effects of taking damage while at zero hit points. However, if you would die due to falling death or failing death-saving throws, you don't die until your rage ends or and you die, and then only if you still have zero hit points. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just like, not today. Like <laughs> we ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> I ain't got time to be dying. I'm I'm out here fighting. I'm too angry to die. I'm too angry to die. I got stuff to do for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's. Easter is right around the corner. Maybe that's what Jesus had. <laughs> he, he, he was so Jesus. angry that they crucified him. He, he's like, nope, coming back. <laughs> oh, he raged and pushed the rock out of the way. <laughs> and he pushed it back. He's like, okay, figure this out, stupid. <laughs> and then he's just like, I'm out. And nobody saw him ever again. <laughs> Jesus was a barbarian. He was unarmored, so. Yeah, he, he, did, he did have his nipples exposed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, um, that that is that is why I love the zealot, <laughs> Melissa. Melissa, why, why don't you bring it home with some totem warrior? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so the totem warrior uh, is similar to. It's gonna be hard what? to follow on that. <laughs> Just uh, the totem warrior or the path of the petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yes. Don't turn into <laughs> I like the idea. Okay, so why don't you explain what the totem warriors well, and then and then I'll say this. Okay. okay. Um so the totem warrior is 
the barbarian is accepting a spirit animal as a guide or protector, or inspiration, or whatever. So what? Why are I you made myself laugh. At me? I wasn't laughing at myself. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I have a thing in my note. Okay. Uh, once again, it just says Path of Totem Warriors. Why the fuck are bears resistant to everything? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But I, I had, I had this image in my head of a very hulking man going to like the zoo. And do you remember the? Did you ever go to the zoo when they had like the injection mold? That's animals? exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Those wax. No. Like, it's, it's an injection mold, and it's wax. And you put your dollar into the machine, and it shoots hot wax into a mold of an animal, and then it cools just a little bit, and it spits it out. And it's like a little non-moving action figure of whatever animal you're probably nearby at the zoo. Yeah, the Knoxville Zoo has them still. Mm-hmm. They, yes, do? they do. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to the Knoxville Zoo. Well, well, I don't even. I don't know if those machines work. Uh, they they did the. I mean. They did the last time I was there, as I think, oh, that was probably a decade ago. <laughs> but, like, I was sitting there thinking about that, and, like, he's got his animal keychains. Like, these are the animals that I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like eagles, and sometimes I like bills. Well, I mean, I mean the thing Let is... Let me show you my favorite animals. This is a bear... And I, I really connect with the bear. I, I sometimes don't. I sometimes don't get along with the other boys on the, on the playground, and so, so then my teacher calls me a lone wolf. So no, but one of the things on here is that you have to like, like make or acquire a, a physical totem object, and it says like you know I like went to the zoo and got this this. <laughs> This bear injection thing, and now when I get mad, I don't get hurt. So it says like you have like fur, feathers, teeth, claws, bones, something. I just imagine now like finding like like a a little tooth, and you thinking it's like from a a wolf, and it's like a fucking chihuahua. <laughs> You've chosen the totem of the Chihuahua. Yo quiero totem. It's the Taco Bell dog. <laughs> but anyway, based on this, depending on what animal you choose, like the bear having resistance to all damage except psychic so damage. So don't make fun of him. <laughs> don't make fun of my bell. Yeah. I hurt. Wow, that hurts a lot more than anything else. Your words cut me deep. You, you, you hurt my heart. <laughs> I like I like how our totem warrior bar- barbarian is a child. <laughs> Six years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end up doing this one day, and it's your fault. Having children in D&D is so weird, though. It is so weird. Looking at the person playing a 16-year-old. Yes, and it's weird. Yeah. James made it weird. You, every man, weird. I don't fucking know. I, I don't want to get into it. your character was 16. I don't want to get into it. Totem warrior, more. Speak. <laughs> Back to totem warrior. Um, so another thing is that you can have the option to change like minor physical attributes which i think is cool too so it has like the example if you have a, a bear as your totem spirit you may be unusually hairy or thick-skinned oh god you know what i have and it hurts <laughs> that my friends never stood downwind down that's know, enough disney you know what i you know what i thought about did you ever see like the uh that's a shame the um 
like the like the reports of like the people who think they're animals, like the werewolf kids and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. No, that's just like like put on a tail. It's like, well, except for like physically, but like spiritually and emotionally, I'm a wolf. Oh, like yeah, those no, types of things. Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, That's what I'm picturing for the totem warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, like, physically, I think I'm a bear. Yeah, and then you have, like, someone that says that they're, like, they have the, the yellow contacts uh, for their eagle because the next one is, like, their eyes turn yellow. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And then, and then the, the leather daddies come out, like, did somebody say bear? <laughs> but then they see them, and it's like, oh, no, oh. This, is, this is weird. Let's leave. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys my real wolf form. And he's just going, and everyone's really uncomfortable by it. Um, Something that I was, when I was looking through this before, um, I want to make sure that it came off the correct way. When I said that you couldn't change it from the totem warrior before, um, when you level up, so you get an option of uh, bear, eagle, elk, tiger, wolf at third level, and then you get those options again at sixth level with different attributes. Now you can't change the first choice you made, but at that option, you don't, if you chose bear the first time, you don't have to choose bear again. You can choose one of the other animals. So while you can't change that first choice, you're not, you're not locked. You're not locked into bears. You're not locked into bear, bear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bother. (laughs) He's just out here, Winnie the Pooh. I know, right? That's where there's no armor. He's not wearing pants. Full circle. I'm back in the arena, baby. Yeah, no pants. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I got for mm-hmm. you guys. So, yeah, one of the cool things I saw um, was, like we learned last time during our arena with the artificers, mm-hmm. uh, just because you're an artificer, you have all of these different races of peoples that you can be that type of artificer, artificer or bear, barbarian. Bearbarian. Bearbarians. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, trademarked. Don't, uh, don't, That's don't. already been taken, dude. Jump. Definitely has been. Um, but one of the things I, I saw somebody when doing research on it, the elk totem, if you're a an elk barbarian centaur. What the fuck is, okay. So, okay. At, I'm following. At level five, you have a walk speed of 65. I just thought that was really cool. Like, yeah. Based on who you are and, and like what class you choose. You know what I would do? <laughs> Difficult terrain. I'd, I'd, I'd put like a lot of things on like elevated like surfaces and stuff like that. <laughs> so the centaur can't climb up. <laughs> just to be a dick. Oh, okay. You think you're great with your 60 feet of movement speed? All right. He's he's on high ground. <laughs> Somebody cast spider climb. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yes. <laughs> eight deer legs. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I hate that. And the motion that you did to describe it was awful. <laughs> he, he, tur- he just turns over on his head. He's an eight point elk. And he starts walking on oh his antlers. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I love how you think spider climb just automatically gives you eight limbs. <laughs> it doesn't? No, it no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. That makes it, it so much just worse. It gives you the ability to scale surface. <laughs> You know what? It does in my campaign. I like it. I will never That's like really funny. That's really funny. It's just every spell is a literal. <laughs> Big B's hand is actually a guy named Big B. It's his hand. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, Need a hand? Yeah, I know I know Sherelle from, uh, from college. Uh, so uh, I, I did some side work as the, the hamburger helper mascot. Um, and I'm so lost with this. Yeah, hand. me too. Hand. Oh, okay. The hamburger helper mascot was just a glove. 
You don't remember that? Oh, okay, okay. Dude, uh, for some reason, I went to the McDonald's hamburger. Like, I don't know. I did, too. Oh, my God, yes. That's, no, that's why I was yeah, like, that's Burglar day. helper. They're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I know. I didn't say you were wrong. I just I I'm, I'm glad a, I'm not alone, though. I went I, there, too. Yeah. But, like, hamburger helper, I haven't seen their mascot in it's just a glove with a, with a face with like yeah, a big is. red bulbous nose. Yeah, you know what it was? He had a really hard time after the first Smash Brothers game. He had to get work <laughs> somewhere else. Oh. <laughs> Nintendo didn't want me anymore, so now Hamburger Helper it is. Oh my god. He's got, he's got a cigarette stick taped to his thumb. Smash Brothers. you guys. Haven't heard of that title in a long time. <laughs> I tell you what, kid, I tell you every time I fought Mario and Yoshi. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> so that's um, that's Barbarians right there. Um, is there anything you guys want to add to the Barbarians? If, I think having played my very first campaign, I, I played as a, a, a bard. And then everybody was like, oh, it's really cool that you picked Bard. It's kind of a, a more difficult character for you to pick on your first time. And I was like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Can, I t- can you want to know something? Yeah. You, you guys said it last episode and I didn't cue into it. My first character was a Bard also. There you go. <laughs> it, was, it, was in, it was in 3.5e. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. But no, you're good. I, I was just like, my thought was, that is really oh, funny. a Bard <laughs> is just like a goofy, horny guy. I can have a lot of fun role playing this. I wasn't thinking about the actual, like, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the actual like gameplay of like spells and and how to how to like attack and do all these things. I was just like thinking from the you were thinking with the other hand. The gotcha. car- <laughs> there you go. Uh, thinking with my dagger. Um, <laughs> but uh, I and then God. people are like oh yeah most people start with shirt. Yeah, <laughs> just thinking with my dagger. But most people start off with something like a barbarian, and I think it's a great choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know it that really a is. whole crew of barbarians. I do. But that being said, with as many different options as you have for barbarians at level three, you could do that and everybody have an entirely different experience playing yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. You really could. I mean, Barbarian, it's, 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 a, it's a way to, it's a really good way to learn the game. Yeah. Because you're, you're yeah. not, you're, you're stripping away, like, as soon as you get into spells and stuff like that, it starts to get a little confusing. Because now it's, now you have all these, this list of spells. Um, well, and even with Bard, like, there were times whenever we'd be in a fight mm-hmm. and I would be like, ooh, I want to attack. And then somebody else gets hit, and I'm like, shh, okay, mm-hmm. maybe we do something to heal them. Or maybe I throw out a bardic inspiration to make this person, you know, their attacks hit better because they have better attacks than I do. Well, that's and, a bonus action, so. But still, it was just like, oh, there's, I felt limited in that first interaction. Yeah, and then there's my bard that has no healing spells at all. <laughs> That's fine. Play, that? play your class everywhere you want. Um, the only thing is, they can get barbarians can get kind of boring for like more advanced players mm-hmm. because they're so simplistic and they're so streamlined that every turn is really just gonna be attack. Now, there's a there's a few things in combat you can do. Like I grapple, I do this, I push, I shove, I do other things. Mm-hmm. But um, there's still oh, yeah. a really good way to, to and you know. Getting to deal all that damage just just oh, yeah. so much fun. So there's one thing we didn't really go into, and that's feats. Um, barbarians like benefit from feats yes. very heavily. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's something we'll cover in the future. Is yeah, if you have a like centaur, that. you get four feet. Mm. I hate <laughs> you. 
This campaign is nothing but stairs. <laughs> Good luck, centaur man. <laughs> the final, the final big bad evil guy is just a down escalator. <laughs> He's riding this thing. Come on and get me, loser. Gets to the top, he goes the other way. Mm, yes. So that seems like a good place to end. Uh, it probably is. Yeah. So yeah. I got I got food I gotta cook before our campaign. Yeah, that's fair. We do have our campaign tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh we're gonna we're gonna get Ryan in the kitchen and uh we're gonna head out here. So thank you for listening to the Power Word Dumb Podcast. I have been James. And I have been Ryan. I still am Melissa. I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um if I'll be the judge of that. If you would like to rate our uh, podcast, if you're enjoying the content, you can do so on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. I actually had one of my friends was going on a road trip, and he texted me saying, I downloaded all of your podcasts to listen to on the road trip, which is really nice. Yeah, thanks, Preston. Uh, I hope you're still listening. (laughs) And now I'm really upset with you. Um, so yeah, if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on any of those platforms. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us on Instagram, you can reach out to us at Power Word Dumb Pod. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can reach out to us at Power Word Dumb. Or you can email us, as antiquated as it may be, at PowerWordDumbPod at gmail.com. Or you can send a fax, too, if you want. Yeah, if you'd like to send a fax, yeah. uh, carrier pigeons are accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a if you have a trained crow, I've really wanted one of those. Like, you could send it to me. Howlers. Uh, howlers, if you want to. Harry Potter. You reach out to howler Melissa. Howler the monkey? Yes. Yes, but no. What the fuck's a howler? You know, we'll get into that next time on the Power Word Dumb Podcast. Thanks, guys. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Can I tell you? I know her, Mom. You don't want to get on the wrong side of Mom. You don't know that. Oh, I do. <laughs> you, you, you don't know my kinks, my guy. No, I'm sure. Wow. Um.